Hi, I'm Edward Sree, and welcome to All Things Catholic, where real faith meets real life. Do you know the four key virtues every human person needs to be happy? If they want to thrive in life, to really flourish? The four virtues we need to be successful, not just in our careers, but in our relationships and our families and just to have a successful life. These four virtues are commonly called the four cardinal virtues. Maybe you've heard about that, the cardinal virtues. Why are they called the cardinal virtues? Because the word cardinal is rooted in the Latin word for hinge. The idea is that these four virtues are like the hinges of our lives. Our lives hinge on whether we have these virtues, how well we develop them, how well we draw upon them in our day-to-day lives. What are those four crucial virtues? Prudence, justice, fortitude, and temperance, temperance or self-control. Now there's the three uh, amazing theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity. And those are even greater and more important. We'll talk about those maybe on another podcast, but today I want to focus on what are known as these four natural virtues, the cardinal virtues that are the hinges for our lives. So welcome to the All Things Catholic podcast. I'm your host, Edward Sri. And I want to wish you all a happy new year. Yes, I said happy new year because the Catholic Church celebrates the new liturgical year at the beginning of Advent every year. It's the beginning of a whole new church year. The liturgical year starts and we are entering into this amazing season of Advent. We talked about that in last week's episode a little bit. And I I just want to shout out to all families out there that are trying to do things in their home to really make the month of December really set apart, to really live Advent as a Catholic should live it, to build Catholic culture in the home. If you are wanting some tips on things that you can do, little Advent traditions, check out the podcast my wife and I did last December, is at the beginning of December. It's called 10 Advent Traditions. And these are things that we learned over the years from other families and books that we read, things we've tried. And uh, so we want to share that with you. Again, if you're looking for things that could be helpful, check out the podcast I did last December, 2019, at the start of December on 10 Advent Traditions. So Beth and I, we did that one last year. So, but let's turn back here to this topic of the four cardinal virtues. I want to tell you a story about a time when I was on a plane flying over the Atlantic Ocean And the person sitting next to me asked me a question, and I wasn't sure how to answer. I was a little nervous. How do I answer this person's question about the Catholic faith? I I thought about this question many times before. I had written about it. I had taught it to college students, even to graduate students. So the topic was very, very familiar to me, but I I didn't know how to explain it to a nine-year-old. How would you explain this in an easy way to a nine-year-old? Now, this nine-year-old was not any ordinary nine-year-old. It was my son, Paul, and uh, he was coming with me on a Rome pilgrimage as I was leading pilgrims to the great city of Rome. And we have this tradition in our household that when, a kid, when my kids turn nine, they get to go with dad on this special trip and join him for one of the pilgrimage groups. And uh, one thing I'd like to do to prepare them is uh, I have them read about the saints and the art and some of the history of Rome ahead of time so they can kind of start to anticipate what they're going to see and it'll be more meaningful for them when they get there. And then we talk about it on the plane as well. So there we were flying over the Atlantic and I was showing him some pictures of art in the Vatican museums that we were going to see later that week. And I was showing him a picture of Raphael's, the Renaissance artist's famous depiction of the four 
cardinal virtues. He has the three three of the virtues, uh, prudence, fortitude, and temperance all together, and then he has justice uh, there as well on the side. But uh, the four cardinal virtues, and he, and he asked me, Dad, what are the four cardinal virtues? <laughs> and I didn't know how to answer. Like, like, you know, what are cardinal virtues? He's trying to understand them. Uh, and I wanted to think, how could I explain this in a simple, easy easy to understand way that it would be easy for a nine-year-old. So I told him a story that I'm going to share with you now. Uh, I said, I want to set up a scenario where you see the four virtues working together. And I think that's an important point I want to make to you is that many times when we hear about virtue, we think about, oh, I'm going to, I want to grow in that virtue and I want to grow in this virtue. And then there's other virtue over here. We think of them as just a bunch of long list of random virtues. That's not a Catholic way of looking at it. You know, don't think of it as just like, oh, here's, here's 10 virtues to go after in life. Here's seven highly effective virtues you need, you know? So we can just think of them as just random little skills that you want to grow in. That's not a Catholic mind. A Catholic mind sees that these virtues are ordered together. They work together. And it's important we see, have a sense of how they're working together in our day-to-day lives. Uh, and so I, I want us to see the, an integrated view of the virtues, particularly around these four cardinal virtues. In fact, I think we could see that all of the other natural virtues, all of the other human virtues are related to each one of these, one of these uh, four cardinal virtues. So it's really crucial we get these four in mind. So I wanted to give him a, an example, something that would be easy for him to understand, my son, that, that, that demonstrated how the four virtues work together. So I, I said this to him. I said, so Paul, we've got tickets to the Vatican Museum. We're going to go in this group. Uh, and, and the tickets uh, allow us to enter at 8.30 in the morning. So it's crucial that we're there on time at 8.30. If we, if we miss that entry time, we may miss the chance to go in and see the Sistine Chapel, see all this amazing art in the Vatican Museums. So what time do you think we should leave? It takes about 15 minutes to get from the hotel, walking from the hotel to the Vatican Museum. So what time do you think we should leave? And he said, okay, we have to be there by 8.30, so 8.15? I said, yep, that, that would be good. But what do you think if we maybe just give a little extra time, you know, maybe leave at 8 o'clock? Do you think we should leave at 8 o'clock? Then, then that way if something goes wrong or, you know, we just have a little bit of a, a extra time built in there. What do you think about leaving at 8? And he goes, okay, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. So, all right, so we talked about that. They said, well, what, what if we decided instead not to leave at 8? But let's say... We, we, we were really nervous about getting there early. So we decided, let's leave at 4 a.m., 4 in the morning. And his eyes got big, and he looked at me, why would we do that? <laughs> and I said, what do you think about that? He goes, oh, that, that seems a little too early. I said, I think so too, right? We'd be there from 4, you know, 4.15 to 8.30 in the mor- morning, standing out there. And for four hours, we'd be exhausted by the time we'd get in. We, we wouldn't really be able to enjoy the museums. I don't think that would be a good decision to leave too early. But what if we, what if we left at 8.29? What do you think about that? He goes, oh, no, that would, that, that would be too late. I said, yeah, that wouldn't be good either. I think 8 o'clock is probably the best time. Well, what we're using here is the virtue of prudence. Prudence helps us to make practical decisions in light of the larger goals, in light of larger principles. Uh, Maybe a way of understanding prudence is to begin with the end in mind. So I had to begin with what's the goal? What am I trying to do? And then work backwards. Okay, what's the best way to accomplish that? So if I have to get there by 830, I, I do the math backwards. I go, okay, maybe leave at eight, gives a little extra time. I, that That's beginning with the end in mind. It's not just waking up in the morning and spontaneously going, oh, I wonder what time we should get to the Vatican Museum. So you have to 
have some kind of plan. So prudence is the virtue that helps you do the right thing in the right way at the right time. And so it's very important uh, to have prudence. It's the, it's the foundation of all of the virtues. I have to prudently know with wisdom what, am, where am I, what is my goal and then what's the best way to get there. But simply knowing what's right doesn't always mean we actually do what's right. We need other virtues to help us to actually fulfill uh, or to, 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 to fulfill what we set out to accomplish. So let's say, Paul, I, I went on to tell another scenario. Let's say I just woke up on Friday morning and I just thought, oh, I'm tired. I think I just want to sleep in today. I don't want to take the group to the Vatican Museum. I'll just send a message to them all saying we're canceling the Vatican Museum trip because I just want to sleep in. What do you think about that, Paul? He goes, oh, you can't do that. That's not fair. I said, why is that not fair? And he said, well, you told them that you're going to take them to the Vatican Museum. I said, yes. And did you know, Paul, they actually paid to go to the Vatican Museum? So they, they paid for this trip, and this was a key item on the itinerary. And I can't just randomly cancel for no serious reason, you know, just because I want to sleep in or I just want to, you know, watch TV this morning instead. No, no. Uh, out of justice, this is the virtue of justice, I need to fulfill my responsibilities, my obligations to the people around us. That's what justice is. Justice is giving others their due, giving others what's due to them. So what do I owe God? What do I owe uh, my fellow citizens? What do I owe my coworkers, my friends, my family? It's about my responsibilities. I have to fulfill my responsibilities to others. Now, I'm going to side note here for all of you. I know in America here, in the Western world, when we think about justice, we think about it more as my rights. What do other people owe me? I have a right and you owe me this. Like that, We tend to be more self-centered in our conception of, of justice. That's not a Catholic understanding. Justice is not about my rights. I have a right and you owe me this. No, no, no. Justice is about another R word, responsibility. It's about my responsibility to others. It's outward looking. It's not individualistic, self-centered. It's outward looking, looking at the common good, not my own private good, but the common good. What's good for my family? What's good for the company? What's good for my parish? What's good for society? What are my responsibilities to God, coworkers, the church, my spouse, my children? What do I, that's justice. That's what justice is about fulfilling my responsibilities. So, okay, back to what I was saying to Paul. I said, so, so we have a plan. We're going to get up and, and we're going to make sure we leave by eight o'clock. That's a good prudent decision. And out of justice, I'm going to fulfill my obligation. I'm going to take them to the Vatican museums. But I need two other virtues that are going to help me along the way. Because many times we set out to do something really good, but then we, 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 we don't carry out the good thing we said we wanted to do. <laughs> and, and what happens? Well, sometimes we, we decide to do something and it gets really hard. And when it's really hard, we're, we're tempted to give up and, and just not push through. So let's say we woke up at 8 o'clock or, or 7.30. We got up and left the hotel at 8 o'clock. And as we leave the hotel, it's, a big thunderstorm starts. A big thunderstorm starts. And all of a sudden, there there's rain and it's windy and it's cold. And, oh, it, it's just miserable out there. And I just tell myself... I don't want to do this. I'm going to be miserable. Let's just go back to the hotel. It's, it's too cold. I'm going to be soaking wet. I don't want to do this. Well, I need a virtue to help me 
push through, to persevere when I face difficulties. And that virtue is fortitude, or what we commonly know as as courage. I need courage to moderate my fear of difficulties, the fear of suffering, the fear of discomfort. Uh, I have many fears that many times keep me from acting. And and I I don't want to be controlled by my fears, so I need fortitude. I need courage to help me face the difficult things that God is asking me to do uh, in order to pursue something that's really good. Am I willing to make the sacrifice? Am I willing to endure uh, a discomfort? Am I willing to work extra hard? Am I willing to, to make sacrifices for the sake of the good? So that's, that's what courage is. But it's not just difficulties that keep us from doing what's good. Sometimes we get distracted. We're enticed by things that are very enjoyable and fun, more fun than what the little thing I'm working on. So let's say we're walking to the Vatican Museum and we pass a gelato shop. And this Italian ice cream shop, there's a big sign out there that says free all you can eat gelato. And there's a big line out there of all these people lining up for free all you can eat gelato. Now, I don't know if you've ever had gelato, but gelato is, it's its almost an eschatological experience, <laughs> a, a taste of heaven almost. It's the world's most amazing ice cream, right? And so I love gelato. My son has had gelato before, so he knows how good gelato is. So imagine we're passing by and we see all you can eat gelato and we're thinking, okay, we're supposed to take the group to Vatican museums. Yeah, we developed a prudent plan. And yes, we pushed through difficulties. And yes, we we're going to be just and fulfill this plan, except for the fact that, man, we could get gelato right now. <laughs> and so uh, maybe this is more exciting and I could be tempted to, to pull off the side of the road and stand in line and get my unlimited gelato for the morning. And I will just be delighted, but that would keep me from getting the group to enter the Vatican Museums. We would miss our time if I stopped and did that. And so I need a virtue that helps me maintain self-control to moderate my attraction to pleasure. So I'm not a slave to just whatever is enjoyable for me. Uh, And and so I need a virtue and that virtue is called self-control or temperance. And so whenever we set out to do something good, we we come up with a plan prudently. We want to do the right thing, justice. We have to be aware that there's two enemies to our fulfilling the good things we want to do, whether it's in business whether it's in my career, whether it's in my family, whether it's in relationships, there's two things that always get us to, 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 to not pursue the good. And one of them is the, the fear of difficulty, the fear of suffering from, from pursuing the good. The other thing is when we're just enticed and distracted by pleasurable things, especially pleasurable things related to food, a drink, and sex. Uh, those, sexu- the, those sexual attractions, the appetite for good food or appetite for gelato, those things can kind of distract me from doing what's good, especially when what I'm doing is hard. You ever do this like you're working on a project and it's really hard and you sometimes just tell yourself, oh, I'd rather maybe just, you know, look and watch the news right now or watch my favorite sports team right now or I, I'd rather look at something on social media. So that attraction to the enjoyment we get from watching our favorite sport or watching the news or, or, or catching up on social media, that, that, that attraction can distract me from pursuing the good, right? And, and, and that's just with things related to media and screens. Uh, there's even more powerful attraction to food and to drink and to sex that, that, that keeps us from pursuing the good things God wants for us. So those are the four cardinal virtues. Remember, the word cardinal is rooted in the word in Latin meaning hinge. 
So think of our lives hinge on these four virtues for anything we're doing in life. We want to grow in prudence. We want to grow in justice. We want to grow in courage and self-control to make sure that we stay on the right path in life. And again, I think it's so important we see how these virtues work together. All the other virtues relate to these four. All the other human virtues relate to these four cardinal virtues. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. Uh, I've been studying and doing some writing related to the cardinal virtues, and I thought I'd just share this with you that you may want to pursue living these hinges for our lives uh, more profoundly in your own life. So if you have any questions about the virtues, I, I want to encourage you to check out my website. I've got a number of free articles there about the virtues, edwardsri.com. That's edwardsri.com. And as always, you can reach out to me on social media. Please follow me. If you're not following me already, can I ask you, follow me on, on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter, whatever social media platform you're, you're on. You can find me, Edward Sri, Edward SRI on all those platforms. And uh, I will be praying for you here at the start of Advent. Please pray for me and for my family. God bless and Happy New Year.